When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, joined by Johnston, as always, to bring you an impromptu episode of the podcast because there's been so much going on in the sport in the past week. We felt like it was necessary to put our thoughts, feelings and opinions out there and we just really want to talk about Fury, AJ, will they, won't they, is it ever going to happen? We haven't had this topic of conversation for quite some time. We've purposely ignored it because we didn't think it was going to be ever. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, joined by Johnston, as always, to bring you an impromptu episode of the podcast because there's been so much going on in the sport in the past week. We felt like it was necessary to put our thoughts, feelings and opinions out there. And we just really want to talk about Fury, AJ, will they, won't they? Is it ever going to happen? We haven't had this topic of conversation for quite some time. We've purposely ignored it because we didn't think it was going to be ever signed or ever being close to being signed. And I think these past few days in the aftermath of Joyce versus Parker has led to some interesting social media interactions between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Now, there were negotiations going on behind the scenes prior to Joe Joyce fighting Joseph Parker, but it became even more prominent in the aftermath of Parker losing to Joyce that Fury started to become even more vocal on social media about this fight with AJ happening. And I'm going to be quite raw in this episode. And when I say raw, I don't mean like IFL TV and Coogan beef raw. What I mean is I'm just going to shoot straight from the hip and say what I feel about it. And sometimes that can get people in trouble. But, you know, I really don't care because 
I think I'm a little bit pissed off this week with what's been going on with all of this back and forth and will they, won't they shit. You know, it really has annoyed me because I've really wanted to see this fight be signed, sealed and delivered now for at least two years. Last year, we thought we was on the cusp of it and then we had this whole Daniel Kinahan gangster stuff going on and this whole involvement with Tyson Fury and MTK ceasing to exist as a result of it all. It's all been uh, a whirlwind and a shower of shit, hasn't it really? Because, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's so, it's so frustrating. It really is so frustrating. And I feel like this is a huge rant episode. Uh, And I feel that it's only relevant because, you know, Fury for me, as much as I love his story, as much as I love what he's done, to return to the sport and how he overcame Deontay Wilder and how he cemented a little bit of legacy by doing what he's done in them fights. He's the biggest walking contradiction that boxing has seen for some time. Like he says one thing and then goes and does a complete opposite thing. Now I don't know if this is just kidology from him. This whole, if you don't sign the contract, the fight is off. And then he announces the fight is off on Monday. And then over the past 24 hours, his own promoter and Eddie Hearn for once agreed on something and I've never thought I'd see that bloody day when Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren actually agreed on something and that was the fact that they were negotiating behind the scenes and Tyson Fury just needs to keep his mouth shut on social media and I think the biggest farce of the whole thing the biggest farce of the whole thing is the fact that he keeps saying if this fight doesn't get signed off today by five o'clock I'm gonna fight Mahmoud Cha. Mahmoud Cha, Mahmoud Cha. why the, why the hell would you even consider fighting Mamu Cha. I mean, what has he done? This guy has been washed up for a long time. Why the hell would Fury even consider taking this fight when he considers himself to be the greatest fighter of this era? What What's going on, Johnston? Just just break it down to me. Tell me what's going on. <sighs> Mate, I, honestly, um, he's a, it, look, let's, let's get it right. He's, he's bipolar. He's a bipolar heavyweight champion. Let's be honest. We, we've heard it. Um, it's, it's pretty much how it was when he came out of retirement, one minute he's he's coming out of retirement, then all of a sudden, in on the car and away, away from the family, he, he dramatically changes his mind. He, this is the sort of thing that he does, and he's he's on social media. I mean, some people will say it's relevant. He he, he spices up a fight. He makes it noticed. You know, we it looked like it was happening um, before the Queen passed, and when the Queen passed, everything went quiet, as a lot of things did. Then you obviously you had the the Joyce Parker fight, and then. It's, it's, it's kicked off again. But, you know, the fact is that he's like, you know, I've given you this amount of time and I want it done by five o'clock. He, he's sort of trying to, you know, I'm the A side and I dictate what happens kind of thing. Um, so I, I think that's what he's, he's sort of trying to do. And then he sort of, the, the way he sort of changes and moves the goalposts. Look, they're, they're, by the sounds of it, I mean, I, I listen to TalkSport. I listen to TalkSport pretty much every morning um, and sometimes throughout the day. and and the amount of times Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn's been on there and the guys on there have been talking about this fight and then you see it on on everything pretty much. Everyone's got an opinion on it. I mean, the fact of the matter is he's, he's making it relevant, I suppose. I think that's the only thing you can say is that he's making it a big thing, which makes me think that maybe he this fight will happen because of that, because he's making it public and he's coming out. Because if, if he doesn't take the fight, Unless you're a very naive person, you want to believe everything Tyson Fury says, then the chances are he's going to look a bit silly himself. 
No, he's doing a lot of talking. And now Frank Warren's Frank Frank Warren is going back on some of the stuff he sort of asked that mentioned something to do with the contract. Again, they go into this detail and we don't need to know any of this. Frank Warren's on flipping talks while talking about the ins and outs of the contract and what the contract is and what, what needs to be done and it's sitting with the with 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 uh, Joshua and, and his lawyers and they're taking too long and it's like what I don't I don't understand I don't I don't understand why this even needs to be dragged out in air and sort of air their dirty laundry in public. Sean, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. And the reason why is because Tyson Fury's so vocal. Just he just needs to settle down. But you know you can't tell him you can't tell him not to put a tweet out and not to put a video out. And it, 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 as I say, he's bipolar. He changes his mind very quickly. So you know he was retiring after the white fight. He's come back, then he's fighting Usyk, the, the blown up middleweight, apparently, and then he's going to fight this guy, and then he might have the full fight with Wilder. That's another thing that's been put out there now, um, mate. Um, I think I think Alexander Usyk nailed it on the head, and he said, um, I don't think he in his interview he had an interview with someone, and he just sort of said, you know, Tyson Fury, he's uh, he's a bit. <laughs> did he say he's a bit mental? I don't think, think he quite said that, but. He's basically saying that he's not he's not quite all there, you know. <laughs> he's a few olives short of a pizza, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, I think he is a few olives short of a pizza at time. I think he's a little bit narcissistic as well. I think that that's the problem with him. Yeah, he's like he I needs to, he needs to be heard, he needs to be seen, he needs to be seen as being relevant because I think if he feels he doesn't and I'm just I'm just sort of going off narcissistic people in general. It's like if he doesn't get that attention, that attention's only gonna go elsewhere to somebody else and he wants to be the one to take it from everybody else. He doesn't want anybody to to have the attention you know Tyson Fury will steal the shit out of your ass not because he wants it just be so you can't have it that is Tyson Fury all over that is just <laughs> yeah. the way he is like it's it's such a shame that you know at times he can just become this big walking contradiction because of the fact that he just continuously goes against what the the, the, the promoters are saying the lawyers are saying and you know what that's another thing you rightly pointed out why did he need to go on talk sport and talk about the ins and outs of a cat's ass when it comes to the contract i don't get that either i really don't get it it's like boxing fans in general like why do boxing fans feel the need to know the ins and outs of a contract why do they need to know about a certain stipulation clause and then then you get and then you get experts don't you all of a sudden coming out of the woodwork giving us the lowdown on these contracts i think (laughs) just fucking shut up like i'm not even joking like seriously like you don't even know. Like, what are you talking about? What what information has been shared with you? Apart from, I mean, Eddie Earn and Frank Warren like to talk a lot of nonsense. They do, and that's part of their job, isn't it, Sean? That's their promoters. They're gonna do that. And another part of it is Tyson Fury. He is, he will he will he won't stop. <laughs> but you don't you don't need to. Like, it's it's because he's. You know, you don't hear nothing. Then he's off this on. I'm retired. I'm not. I'm like, fucking hell, Jesus. It is like trying to sort of keep out of a bouncing ball you, you can't you cannot logically take what what Tyson Fury says as concrete because he will change his mind we've heard it we have heard it before you know it's so many times and this is before this this is what he does so they've you know I, I honestly believe when he put that offer forward the offers out there I think they're moving heaven and her heaven and earth to make sure they get this fight on uh, who in their right man wouldn't why would why would Andy Joshua want to drag his heels and I, all I hear and all I've seen Sean is because he's scared what a load of old nonsense 
fighters ain't scared to fight each other. They're fighters for fuck's sake. That's what they do. The problem is, is Warren, is Hearn, and then obviously Tyson Fury's bipolar issue. That is that's that's basically what it is. I mean, and and you just get so many people with with an opinion. Look, I don't want to hear no more shit. I really don't. I know, I'm 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 on here talking about this because we haven't spoke about it, Sean, and it's like. I don't want to hear it until something gets signed. If you're going to throw Manuel Char at us, I mean, that is, that's ridiculous. Um, that's bullshit fight, mate. That's what that is. That, that is a bullshit fight. You know, he's changed his mind about seven times in the past three weeks. I mean, you, men- you, yeah. you, men- you mentioned, right? So this is, let's, let's do a little bit of a timeline here. He beats Dillian White and says, that's it. I'm never fighting again. Then he decides after seeing Usyk, beat Joshua that you know he's going to come out of retirement and fight the blown up middleweight then nothing happens then he wants to fight Derek Chisora then he was at the Joe Joyce fight having a confrontation with Chisora and the dialogue between them was hilarious in in the interview that was captured or not so much interview but the the camera that was recording it at the time I can't remember which outlet was doing it but it was basically Fury saying to him why don't you want to fight me and Chisora's response is like you didn't send me a contract and Tyson Fury's response is well, I didn't think I needed to. And it's like, of course you fucking needed to. If you wanted to fight Derek Chisora as a tick-over fight to wait to fight Usyk next year, why didn't your team send the contract over? Like, it's just bullshit all the time. There's always an excuse yeah. as to why something doesn't get solidified. So then he changes his mind again. Then we get this saga that's starting with AJ. Then we start to get sort of teased again about the fact that this fight could actually happen. And then he goes, you know what? It's not happening. I'm going to fight Mahmoud Char instead. And Mahmoud Char is even coming out on social media, putting his 10 pence in. I mean, who gives a fuck about Mahmoud <laughs> yeah, Char? Like, who cares about him? <laughs> Nobody cares about this guy. This guy is washed up. He's well over the hill. What is he doing? Like, why is he putting his 10 pence in? Do you know what I mean? He's, he's just like a, he's just like a bad fight in an elevator. I mean, you know, he, he shouldn't even, <laughs> he shouldn't even be a part of this conversation. People are saying earlier in the week, and I said it myself, like, has he really just had this char fight lined up all along and all this is just him trying to be relevant as in Fiora? You know, it, it's so, so frustrating. At the end of the day, we just need to see the fight signed, sealed and delivered. And even Eddie Hearns made a statement today quite publicly about it and said that, yeah, we got the comments back from Queensbury on the final draft of the agreement, which is now being reviewed. And then he goes on to say, I'm not sure why Tyson Fiora keeps settling setting unrealistic deadlines whilst also offering the fight to a number of other heavyweights for the same selected date and he also goes on to say if he is serious about the fight being made i suggest he allows matchroom in queensbread to keep working hard to make the fight of which everyone has been trying hard to do the final statement you can't publicly keep pulling out of a fight and then restart negotiations when there has been so many positive conversations that's already been had and he goes on to finally say we'll see what happens from here you know, this is what Eddie Hearn's saying today. And for once, for once, I can agree with him. Like, he's, you know, Fury needs to shut his mouth up now and he needs to let the people, the teams behind both fighters do their jobs and what they get paid more than handsomely for to put this type of a fight together. Because no matter what happens... It's a win-win for everybody involved. No matter who gets involved in this fight, from the bleeding spit bucket men to the cleaners <laughs> in the arena or the stadium that this is at, everybody profits from this fight because it is still such a huge fight in Britain. At one point last year, we was considering this to be the greatest heavyweight fight of all time, potentially, or certainly the greatest British boxing fight of all time. There was so much talk of that. And now what we're getting at the moment is... 
possibly the biggest walking contradiction in of all time in Tyson Fury. I just don't understand yep. the logic behind it. I think maybe a bit of narcissism comes into it. You mentioned like bipolar boxing disorder, and I mean that's not a sort of dig at people who genuinely suffer with bipolar. This is this is him. No, I think he does. Like, yeah, he genuinely do is. He's bipolar. Oh, absolutely. Tyson Fury is bipolar. I think he'd admit it, and I think I'd be shocked. Even people in his camp have said he is. Look, I'm, I'm just. He, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. You don't, you don't act the way you do if you're not unhinged. And look, I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. Like you, people have bipolar. Like people that tend to have bipolar are quite open with it as well. I know someone has bipolar, and they're quite open with it. Um, you know, sometimes I'm, I want to do that, and then within ten minutes I don't. That's, that is just how it rolls. Like. You, you you just have to deal with that person and how their their moods take them and sometimes they're a little bit more level than others and it, I, there's there's no doubt about it he, he shows all the signs for me I mean he does but I mean look the fact is is even it's not helped when Frank Warren comes out and sort of says you know uh, Anthony Joshua's contract demands are nonsensical like what what you're talking about mate like what the fuck like what do you mean? What would you mean? What's not nonsense? What what is that? What what are you saying exactly? Like, are you just you're just adding the fuel to the fire? What he should be doing is being a bit more calm with the situation and saying, you know what, Look, Tyson's Tyson. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know what Tyson's like, but, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to get this fight on. That's all you need to hear. Frank Warren's almost jumping on TalkSport as quick as he can before Eddie Earn because he wants, because he sort of feels like the fight might not happen and he wants to, he, he wants to push it their end as to who who doesn't, you know, if this fight doesn't happen, it's because of them. It's not because of me. I've done everything I can. And it's like, look, the fact of the matter is, Tyson's given them a deadline and they haven't part they, they, they failed to do it. That's what people were seeing. And that's what we're saying. Tyson Fury shouldn't be handing out deadlines like that. You know, it should be, you're fighting Anthony Joshua. Get yourself ready for Anthony Joshua. And that's it. Um, the, the deal's going to be done. I think they've set a venue, Sean. The venue's there. It's going to be December 3rd. They've all they've also added in that it's going to be on the zone, it's going to be on uh, BT, and it was going yep. to be on ESPN. So all that's been done. So even the book they've booked Cardiff, didn't they? So the Cardiff yep. Stadium's booked, right? So all that's done. 
This is a 60-40 split, done. Yeah, that is pretty much because, you know, Anthony Joshua pretty much ripped his arm off for that. 60-40 as a challenger, fucking damn right I'm taking that money. What The next bit now is all those little bits you iron out with. You know, you do need to go through, you need lawyers, lawyers looking at him, you need drafts, and then you, you finalise it. But the main consensus of this contract should be done. I mean, that's basically it, isn't it? It's just the finer details. And the fact they're airing it on public in, and people coming out with all these fantastic uh, imaginative ways of how they see and who they, you know, of a contract and who's doing wrong, who's doing, who's not doing right. It's bollocks. It's bollocks. The fact of the matter is Tyson Fury says he wants to fight. He needs it done. He can't be passing deadlines. It shouldn't be him saying, you know, why is he getting involved? Why has he got Frank Warren? <laughs> just get rid of him. He's going to do it himself, isn't he? I mean, if why don't Tyson Fury just do it himself? Because it's pointless. Frank Warren just looks like a bit of a lemon. He looks like a bit of a lemon bouncing in between and just sort of popping up every now and then to make himself relevant. He's a dinosaur. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hide behind that. Frank Warren is a dinosaur from my absolute opinion and he needs to fucking do one from the sport to be quite honest with you because he drives me nuts. Him and Bob Arum, the pair of them. But to be fair, Bob Arum's at least got a stable. We've been into that on our Patreon only episode. But Frank Warren, I don't care, mate. He's a dinosaur and he just licks ass, mate. And he needs to sort it out. He does. I just think he looks, he sounds pathetic. When he was on Talksport before talking about uh, the Dillian White stuff, he sounds like a pathetic old man and I think he needs to be just jogged on, mate. I'm, I'm, that's what infuriates me more than anything. I know what you're going to get with Tyson Fury, but Frank Warren's a fucking dipstick, mate. He drives me nuts. I'm sorry. I don't like the fella. <laughs> he drives me insane. He's full of it, mate. I just, just get off the fucking... I don't want to listen to you no more, mate. Honestly, just shut up and do your job. That's what I think. Do you know what I think it is with him? I think he knows this is his one big final golden goose of his promoting career because I think... If he gets to promote or co-promote this fight, you know, how long is he going to go on for saying that? Bob Arum's nearly bloody 90. He's still cracking on, isn't he? <laughs> I don't you know, know how he's still doing it, mate. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. that's insane, isn't it? So I don't think um, I don't think Uncle Frank will be uh, pissing off anytime soon, Johnston, I'm afraid. I think he'll... Uh, <laughs> I he'll, know he won't. He'll literally... He, this, this guy, people like him and Arum, you know they will stay in this sport until they literally keel over at ringside. Eddie Hearn will get out one day. And you know for a fact he will get out one day. There'll be a point in his life where he goes, I'm done with this. I've made enough money. I've got all this other stuff going on with matchroom sport. I'm going to move on. Like he did. He, he didn't come into this sport. He came through the matchroom channels and doing the, the snooker and the darts and stuff, didn't he? So, you know, he, yep. he, there's a way out for him. Whereas guys like Warren, who've built everything from the ground up, guys like Aram, who've built everything from the ground up they are going to be there you know they'll still be knocking on wood when they're gone like oh I've just got to promote this one more fight do you know what I mean it's like this is the type of uh, promoters they are they're just so old school that you know they live die and breathe this sport simple as that and, and I, I think I think and we're not we're not blowing old Eddie uh, you know Big Eddie he's Trump or anything like seriously you know Big Eddie Earn is a pain in the arse and all. And I can't bother to listen to him sometimes. I did used to listen to him and he changes his mind quite a lot. But at least he's a bit more, you know, a bit more youthful, a bit more fresh, fresh ideas. And I just think, you know, no matter, we, we do a lot of all the historic stuff and we we know the bullshit promoters. And we, I, we know the, the throughout all the fighters, Frank Warren, you know, he, the amount of times he goes, to, he's been to court with his fighters, you know, he falls out of his fighters. He's not in it for the fighters. I don't believe that. I never believe him anymore because of the shit I've read and, and heard. And I, 
and I just don't believe he's ever in it for a fighter. He genuinely isn't, and neither is Bob Arum. They're in it to earn money. We've seen, we've heard some horror stories with what these guys do with some of the fighters that have gone and you know past and present. And I just don't believe him. And I just feel like he's a little rat. And he goes on talk sport and tries to make it out like you know I'm you know I've been around all these years and you know gives it all low down. It just fuck off, Warren. Like seriously, stop it, mate. When he comes on, I'm like Alexa, shut up. I don't want to hear it because I'm, I'm I can't hear it, mate. I can listen to Tyson Fury all day because he's nuts and he just entertains me. I don't. He's off his head, absolutely. But I don't think Frank Warren helps the situation. I just can't listen to him, Sean. I can't. And I can't really listen to Eddie. I mean, Eddie pops up every now and then. You're like, oh, whatever, Eddie. You know what I mean? But it just feels like Frank Warren's a part of the... He might as well be a part of the TalkSport team where he's been this week. <laughs> Do you know, Johnson, I don't listen to TalkSport that much, but, you know, I see a lot of little clips come up on social media and it's always about this particular fight quite recently, especially this week. It's just been ridiculous, the amount of people that have just been like, just shut up, just get the fight on, just get it going. And, and I suppose... You know, in summary, really, for me, like, on a serious note, all jokes aside in this little rant that we're having, like, I want this fight to happen. We want this fight to happen. Britain needs this fight to happen. It's significant. Joshua needs it. Joshua needs this fight badly now because of his two losses. He needs a big win. And this is the perfect opportunity for him to prove a lot of people wrong. I'll tell you the one point that did actually make me piss me sides laughing. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Uh, Joshua doing a little bit of a rap on the negotiations oh, from God. his Instagram. Did oh, you see, did you yes, see that? What, did. What, what was that all about? Like, oh, what is this? Like, my, my wife likes Joshua. She's always followed Joshua from start to where we are now. And even she watched that and she's just like, what is he doing? And I said, do you know what? This is the real Joshua. This is finally the real roadman Joshua coming out. This is not the media trained Anthony Joshua. This is the drug dealing Anthony Joshua. This is what he was like. And even his mates in the car with him in the background, you could just see, they just look like knobs. And it's just like, this is this is the sort of real street life that he's come from. And it's like, you know, he's starting to open them sort of roots back up again, especially with his little breakdown in the ring after the Usyk fight. And it's even yeah. funny what... Uh, Usyk says about Joshua recently, Usyk said like what he thought about when he started dropping the belts in the ring. He said it was like a kid who's playing a game of football and whose football it is and who doesn't like something that happens and then he picks his ball up and takes it home. <laughs> he literally yep. used that analogy to describe him. <laughs> yep. So, do you know, like it's like the real Joshua's finally come out. Fury's Fury. He's as, he's as mad as a box of frogs and he always will be, but he does need to shut up about making deadlines and he does need to shut up about saying he's going to fight Char because, my word, if this fight falls through and he fights Mahmoud Char, all that credibility he's gained from everything he's done since his return to the ring, to be honest with you, I think he'll lose a lot of support. He'll lose a lot of fan base from people. And this new book that he's got coming out, well, that's going to be plummeting. And you'll see that in the charity shops by the end of Christmas for about a quid because nobody's going to want to read it. I mean, you know, this is like the third or fourth book he's bloody brought out and he's not even finished his boxing career yet. So, do you know, it's, it's just little things like that. It's just all the a big money-making sausage machine at the moment with Fury, like all his appearances everywhere and stuff. It's kind of like, you know, that that, that kind of gives me that interpretation that, you know, he's at this part of his career now where it is a little bit money-orientated and you start to sort of question when he does stuff like this, how much hunger really is there to get these fights on? Or 
Is it just the biggest ploy in boxing where he is just leading everybody into this false sense of security when in reality, you know, he knows this fight was going to happen all along? It just makes you wonder because of of how sort of erratic and mad he can be at times. It's like he already knows what's going to happen, but he's just trying to do all this to ruffle everyone's feathers. It is. That's exactly what it is. It makes it relevant. And, you know, I don't I don't quite enjoy it. I personally don't. There are people out there that do. I just think that there's nothing better than when you hear of a fight that comes out of the blind side and you're like, whoa, didn't expect that. That is a tasty fight, that. You know, a bit like when uh, when Kel Brook fought Golovkin to come out of nowhere. When uh, Khan fought Canelo, come out of nowhere. You know, these these are the fights that are like, they, they really, you're like, wow, yeah, I'm really excited for this now. And I'm sort of hoping that Errol Spence and Crawford would do the same. But I don't know whether that sounds promising and then it's sort of gone quiet again. Um, you just want them done, Sean. Right, you just do, and and the thing I know, look, Tyson Fury is going to bring a lot of noise. He's always going to bring a lot of noise. That's what he does, you know. That WWE style is a part of his game now. It's all part of his image and his character. And some people really enjoy it, other people don't. And the argument is still there: is he the greatest of this era? Well, if he fights Deontay Wilder or Char for if he fights Wilder for a full time and or Char or even Chisora, then you know his credibility slightly is going to fall, isn't it? And the fact of the matter is. You know, although Joshua has lost two fights to Usyk, I still feel like he's lost to probably the best man around in boxing at the minute. So he's lost. He was more competitive in that second fight, but he's fought one of the best in the business. And I don't think Tyson Fury is. People have this this idea that Usyk gets demolished by Fury. He doesn't. And, and people have the idea that because Joshua lost to Usyk twice, that, you know, it's going to be a third loss. He's not interested in a third. That's why he's not taking the fight. It's nothing to do with that. Joshua would be silly not to take this fight. If he loses to Tyson Fury, he still gets Dillian White. He can still have Wilder. He can still have money. It's not a big deal for him. And I actually think those defeats are probably, they might help him. They might help him. They might, you might see that raw Joshua again that sort of just goes gung-ho at times and thinks, you know what, whatever happens, happens. And that's when he's dangerous. And I think, you know, he he's probably... He fights good against bigger guys. He does. Tyson Fury will struggle against Joshua, I believe, more than he did against Wilder. That's just my honest opinion. I think Joshua does get success in this fight. And, you know, I don't think Joshua's ducking. I don't think Fury's ducking anyone. I just think Fury's just a clown, acts the clown, wants to make a lot of noise. And that's just how he does it to promote fights. I think, you know, but it's going to happen. I I sort of, um, I'm like 60... Yeah, I'm gonna go 60-40 because that's what Joshua is getting. 60-40. That's that's the split. So I'm 60-40 on it being the fight he's gonna get signed and we're gonna see it. Well, let's hope by this time next week, rather than ranting about it, we'll be raving about it. As in, like oh, we're gonna be happy that this fight's yes. actually bloody happening. I just I just felt I felt compelled to put something out there because like I mentioned a little bit on, on my own social media uh, about him being a contradiction as in Fury when he's talking about like the fights off this that, and the other and he's, he's more out of frustration to be honest with you like like I want to see the fight signed sealed and delivered and I just felt compelled like whilst everyone is having their 10 pence on this fight I felt like us having a boxing podcast we need to have our 10 pence yeah, on this okay. fight. So yeah. this is exactly why you've got this episode here. And do you know what? I actually hope you've enjoyed it because this is just completely off the cuff. This is just us being us, completely us. No no, no, no holds barred. I think that's probably the best way to say no holds and, and barred. Just, I've just got to say one more thing. Look, just, just on going on the table. Look, I don't mean to be rude about Frank Warren. He's done a lot for the sport, but 
I, you know what I'm like with promoters, Sean? Like, I don't like promoters. And I just want to make that clear. I never have and I never will. You know, and I, they generally are not there for the sport, for the for the good of the sport. They ain't. They're there to earn money. That's why they're there. And if people get this delusional theory in their head to think that they're always looking out for fighters, it's bollocks. It's like a football agent. They don't. They're there to earn money. They're not earn, there to look after their footballer. It's like a catalogue, and they look at it and they go, "Who can make me the most money?" There's me golden egg, and I throw all my money into that person. So that's why I just want to make that clear. I don't like promoters. Never have. Never will. Unless you're probably the Goodwins who do it for the for the love of the sport. Then they're, you know, they're the type of guys that do look after fighters because they get fuck all for it. It's these big money promoters don't like them, never have. Well, that's Johnston certainly getting his way out of a potential lawsuit from Frank Warren's team. Oh, in it. By just, <laughs> by just by, for, <laughs> for fuck all. <laughs> I <ain't got> <laughs> by, by, by justifying his, uh, his his comments on Frank. To be fair, do you know what? You've not even said anything that that bad really on towards. To be honest, it is out of frustration because he does pipe up too much. He, you know, he's more yes. involved. He's more involved than the fighters. Like he doesn't need to be on Talksport every day, shouting from the rooftops. I know he's got a job to do in terms of promoting it, but like you said earlier and I'll, I'll finish it up by saying just keep your nose out of it as in just get out of the public eye do the deals behind the scenes get the deals done if you want to leave anyone to talk about it then the fighters can just go back back and forth about it if they want to do that so you know just get the deal signed it's as simple as that stop letting people down by saying oh it's going to be this and it's that and it's pointing too many fingers at people as to why things are not happening just get the deal done everything looks like it is near enough in place for this to be signed it just feels like there's all these little tiny little details that just need to be confirmed by both sides so they can just get the fight on the excitement levels it will bring the tourism that it will potentially bring as well to the uk you know there's there's a lot of tourism potential there as well with people coming from america to probably want to see this fight like you know there's a huge huge moment for boxing if this fight is to happen not just for for british boxing but the heavyweight division in general it's a huge moment for it regardless of the fact joshua doesn't hold the titles anymore it's not as big it's still a huge huge fight just get it signed sealed and delivered and on that Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.